Hi, and welcome to Learning and Development 101. I'm your host, Joe, and today we are going to talk curriculums or training programs, depending on how your business is set up. So I'm just going to go uh, right off the bat with this. What makes a great training program? Okay, so the creation side of things and the delivery side of things, really. Uh, in terms of, of creation, uh, and uh, my opinion in this is that it has to be modular, okay? Now, why am I saying this? Well, you may come across times in your business um, where you have to deliver bespoke training sessions, okay? Or you have to put something together uh, in a hurry to deliver it for someone who only needs to know part of what your general day-to-day -day activities are or the department's activities. And this is where being modular really comes into its own because you can construct something so easily and quite literally take it off the shelf and put it together. Um, also, it means that if there's any scheduling issues, you can adjust things on the go. So you don't need to worry about the fact that perhaps the, uh, the audit team or the quality assurance team uh, has to move um, their scheduled time slot to tomorrow, you can just take something out of tomorrow and pop it in today. And then the, the audit team uh, can continue tomorrow as though there was no interruption. But more importantly, it gives a, a very big illusion in that if things are modularized, if that's the word, sorry, uh, they're modular and everything is self-contained, it gives an illusion that that's how it was supposed to be done in the first place. Because the worst thing that happens to us as trainers is we have these, these changes in our programs and we haven't really taken it into consideration. So it might be that you're halfway through delivering a empathy module and you were due to have um, someone come in and give their personal experiences but now you can't do that. So it seems like there's a, a big break in that module and that session. So it doesn't deliver as well as we'd like to hope. So when I say make things modular, I mean literally break things down to what their core concept is. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So from an insurance world, we want staff to understand how to read policy wordings, how to open claims, and how to interact with customers. Now, although those sound like three separate sessions, they are in fact several sessions. Okay, so the policy wordings one uh, is fairly straightforward in that that can be one whole um, module itself. So you can you could probably break that down even further into reading a policy wording, understanding a policy wording, um, identifying uh, key words in policy wording, and then practice scenarios. Uh, opening claims, for example. Again, you could have someone just talk you through uh, from start to finish how to open and, and close a claim. But you modularize that um, a bit more. So you could have it this is how you access the system. This is how you interact with the first page, the second page, the third page. And that's getting to you know the really fine granular details. Um, 
Now, as trainers, we, we kind of naturally do this anyway when we lay out our plan. Um, but having a one day session plan. So for, for example, so one training plan or one session plan that explains everything that you're going to do for that session or day doesn't really work. And that goes back to my comment about things needing to be moved around. So first things first, modulize it, keep it modular. The second thing, and this is a really interesting track of thought to me, mostly because I've heard it echoed in other places. Um, and I really couldn't put words to it when I first started doing it. So break things, break it down. So break your training down. If you're doing an induction, for example, so a company induction for a department, and I will use uh, maybe claims for as, a, as an example, um, or perhaps customer service. You want to have your training program laid out in two or perhaps three categories okay and those categories are beginner intermediate and expert now why those three particular categories well when you look at your training program over the course of you know one two three weeks let's say that for whatever reason your business takes on a massive influx of calls claims customer queries, whatever it is, okay, your your numbers are higher, three, four times higher than they need to be. And you know, it's going to be a prolonged period of time. And the most perfect example of this is in fact, with uh, the COVID um, outbreak, you know, a lot of uh, travel companies received a huge influx of calls for people wanting to cancel their holiday because they couldn't travel. So much so that, you know, several companies, um, had to close their phone lines and went to emails only. So by having this broken down to beginner, intermediate and expert, you can set it up so that uh, the, you know, the beginner should only know how to open claims. Okay. The intermediate person can perhaps uh, manage a claim and an expert can do anything that's extra beyond those two things. Okay. And the reason this works best and using the COVID example is that if you have a, a huge, huge influx and you need to close down your claim lines, you can do an emergency recruiting and train people in a third of the time it takes to train a regular claims handler or customer service handler because you're going to focus their attention on the basic opening a claim. That means they can start working through backlog. They can answer calls about opening claims. So if you have the ability, for example, to um, split out uh, inbound voice recordings, so IVRs. Um, so people who want to open new claims can go straight to a new claims team. It also means that one, you know, you're handling that workload that's coming in, but it also means you're allowing your more experienced agents to focus on assessing claims or assessing customer queries um, and going back to the customer with the information or making payments. This is also great in that once that huge influx has, you know, happened, you know, things calm down, you can then take those um, initial handlers who are opening claims and put them through the rest of the training if you so wish. 
Okay, so you think about time over expense in terms of delivery. You know, it's quicker to uh, train out the basics and um, get that that business moving. Now, when I say like I've heard this echoed uh, in other places, uh, I was actually listening to another podcast called No Dumb Questions. And a uh, great podcast, recommend it. It's really weird thought processes. Um, so if you want to go check it out, I'll pop a link in the description uh, to the Spotify one. Um, however, it's called No Dumb Questions. But they were talking about one of the reasons, like, how, how best to describe this? It's the reason I've called this podcast Learning and Development 101. Okay, it's a need to know ba- a need to know basis. Okay, that doesn't mean that we're going to hold information back from you. Okay, and the way they were describing it is that if you went to university in in America specifically, you have class 101, class 102, class 103, that sort of thing. Um, and in the 101 class, you learn the foundations. 102, you build on those, and 103, you essentially have uh, a lot more knowledge. Um, to my American counterparts uh, who are listening, if I've gotten that uh, slightly wrong, please do let me know. Um, but that was my my understanding of it. And it's the need to know function. And this is how a training program should be as well. You want to teach your delegates what they need to know not what they want to know okay and by this i mean if you have a three four five week program by the end of it they're going to be the best person at that job i guarantee you within that first week or the first few days they are going to want to know how to do things that the expert handler knows how to do because it piques their interest perhaps but if you go Beyond that, and if you actually tell them everything they need to know to be an expert claims handler right at the very start, it's going to confuse them and it's going to overwhelm them and they're going to feel disinterested in the job and perhaps realize that it's not for them. Same thing with education. You know, they may feel like that class or that topic isn't for them because you're giving them expert level information when they haven't even got the foundations in place. So when we say need to know, it is very much, okay, we understand that you are new to the job. So at this moment in time, you only need to know the basics of these things. Okay, X, Y, Z, you only need to know how to open a claim. You only need to know how to be empathetic with a customer. You only need to know how to pick up the phone. Crude examples, but hopefully you get the idea. And then when you move on to that intermediate part of your training, they can learn more and they can build on what they already know. So that way things are fitting together like a nice little jigsaw or, you know, you're as a painting in motion, if you will. And then hopefully by the end of it, they will have that expert. Whereas if you told them right at the start, they were being confused, but now they've gone through it, they understand it better. So those are the, the key things that um, I believe are very important in any training program. Now, because we're, doing things in a modular fashion, it does mean you can do any session, anywhere, anytime in that that program, okay? So you've got seven hours in the day to train out three, four things. You can stack them in any order that you like. Theoretically, that's, that's a good idea. Practically, not so much. 
Okay. Something that really has to be driven home for everyone listening is that if you're doing a modular program, you need to connect things in a way that makes sense. So, for example, there is um, no use having a session on the Financial Conduct Authority and then the next session on the Quality Assurance um, or Audit Framework. They don't exactly gel together. So you kind of have to find things that fit together. Now, they don't necessarily have to be perfectly matched. They just have to have something in common so that it flows into them nice, nicely, really, in, in an almost neat fashion. So an example would be how to open a claim. So going through the, you know, the notification of loss, um, questioning techniques, and um, logging it on the system. And then go into the audit or quality assurance framework. Because, you know, that's how you're going to be assessed on something. So knowing how to do it and then knowing how you're going to be assessed on something, they they fit very well together. Um, things like the FCEA, for example, so the Financial Conduct Authority, those are standalone ones that unfortunately don't connect very well with uh, many things. So having two or three things that don't connect well with anything one after the other works a lot better because they can be seen as individual things or have them before lunch after lunch so they just seen as a nice little standalone piece before you move into those those connected pieces now obviously i'm not sure on how your business does its training programs etc uh, but one thing that you always want to follow is the 70 20 10 model and that's 70 percent practical on the job training um 20 percent uh is very much um, self-study or, or classroom taught and, and 10% is, is trainer-led, okay? So the 10% is, you know, me talking at you. That's 10%. Um, 20% should be, have some level of interactivity uh, and the 70% should literally be on-the-job style learning. Uh, depending on, on your business, you may change this to an 80-20 model. So 20% is trainer-led, um, but 80% is practical or on the job. That's what I'm more of a fan of uh, is the 80-20 side of things, um, just because it seems to flow a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, you may find that I'm completely wrong and that the 70-20-10 is perfect for yourself. Um, but, you know, by all means, that's that's yourselves. This is me. And that's, uh, that's where we're at. So to kind of recap on those, those things there, so uh, make sure it's modular. Make sure things fit together and um, remember basic, intermediate, then expert. To me, that's what makes a, a great training program. Now, delivery uh, is obviously another thing. So make sure that you listen to some of the other sessions, uh, sessions, the other uh, episodes and on how to go about that delivery. Um, with a training program as well, make sure you've got a good session plan in place. And it should read as though it's being delivered in my opinion. So by this, I mean that someone should be able to pick up your session plan and read it almost word for word and be able to deliver that session. Why, why is that important? Uh, well, 
let's say you're off for whatever reason or you have someone who's new, it helps them get an understanding of what to expect and how to deliver it. Remember to put in key highlights uh, throughout the session plans. So if you're going to open a question up to the group, make sure that's clearly identified um, in your session plan. So highlight it in, in green or red or whatever color you so wish. Just make sure you've got a little um, note at the very start to say anything in red means uh, group question or group activity. And where possible, always, always try and facilitate discussion. Um, you'll find that people learn better from each other because everyone moves at their own pace. They can support each other in their own way. And you kind of know this through uh, social and collaborative learning. Um, there is an, another name for it as well. Um, uh, collective learning, I think it's called. Um, and it basically, everyone's supporting each other. And that's the way learning really needs to be. And you will find this constantly throughout every aspect of people's lives. So um, I'll use an example of the competitive gaming industry. So esports. They work as a team. They help motivate and train each other. Um, and they use their own expertise and knowledge to transfer it to each other. Okay. Um, just like with any any team, um, you could even apply it to, to the sports world. Okay. If someone uh, is perhaps, in, you know, managing a football team. Yes, your, you know, your strikers are, um, you know, good at doing certain things, but I'm almost certain that what they can do can translate into the defenders because they know how to attack the goal. They can teach the defender what they would do so the defender can look out for it in the opposing team. So there is always that sense of, of knowledge and sharing. Um, I'm not a big sports person, by the way. So if I sound like an idiot, I probably am. Um, so you'll have to forgive me. Uh, and to my American counterparts, um, I don't have an American football example. Um, so apologies on that one. So uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, if you have ignored everything I've said, um, something to, to take away, and I, I hope this is something you take away, make it modular. Okay. It is an honest to God lifesaver, especially when you are in a jam and need to put something together very quickly. Keep it modular, keep it simple, keep it strong. Thank you very much for, for listening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I do hope to catch you in the next episode. I do realise that my episodes are somewhat infrequent, so I do thank you for listening in. Uh, on one of our next episodes or upcoming episodes, um, I hope to have another guest speaker pop on, uh, someone who has been a bit of a mentor to me uh, throughout the years. Uh, and I will not tell you what we're going to talk about because I don't want to spoil the surprise. As always, your feedback is always important to me, so please feel free to reach out. Or if you uh, wish to appear on the show, and feel like you have something to contribute to our, our audience, please reach out to me at lnd101podcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can find me on LinkedIn um, through various means. Uh, people have already reached out to me. So uh, please do reach out and um, let me know if you're interested or your thoughts. Thanks very much and see you in the next episode.